Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your host, Jesse and Lance. Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, the podcast for your Medicine Hat Tigers. Uh, welcome inside another week. Lots of stuff to get into. Uh, no Lance, though. Lance is sitting in Viva Las Vegas. Who knows by this time if he's winning or losing. But uh, we do have the play-by-play man, Gino DePali. Good morning. Hey! I'm in his chair. I feel already more of a degenerate gambler than yeah. when I started. So well, this he, is he, off to... I just... Oh, God, the hair's starting to grow out of the back of my Uh-oh. head. Ah. He, uh, he texted in, and he said that uh, he was doing all right. He had more money in his wallet now than when he left, so he must he That must also be worries right. me at the same time because then he's going to bet more and lose more. Yeah, yeah. He'll, watch. He'll be up like $1,000, and he'll be at the airport coming home, and he'll throw it all into a, into a VLT, try to win the big one, and it'll be all gone. It's surprising. There was something that I read out of Vegas where they get more winners out of the airport than what they should be getting. Really? Yeah. It's a lot of people, you know, last chance, you know, we're going to put it all in here, and they'll win. My my pops alone went into the smoking section. Excellent. Because there's, there's no way I'm going in there. But there's it's like a cube of just smoke. So you can smoke in there. He went and played Wheel of Fortune, walked out 500 bucks, put 20 in. I think we need to Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven this thing. I'm just saying, I know a lot of people spend money in the hotels Why don't you just hang around the Vegas airport? I once dropped, uh, no, sorry, my father once dropped. He went to, um, sorry, Monte Carlo in Europe. It was 100 euros a hand. He lost 500 euros in five hands. (laughs) Yikes. Hope he's doing a little better where he is now. <laughs> All right, let's talk Medicine Hat Tigers. There's a lot to get into. Of course, the uh, the big news. Uh, we finally know the leadership yeah. of the Medicine Hat Tigers. And I was a little surprised when this came out because in years past, it's usually taken to maybe a little bit in November, maybe December. Sometimes we don't even know going into the season who our captain's going to be. I didn't even think they're going to name one. Like I, I at the, When I first saw him, I'm like, okay, rotating A's. That's been done. You see it in Calgary. They're doing it now. They have a name to captain for almost two years with the Flames. And now with the Tigers, I, I kind of thought, is somebody going to pull away and be a leader? And at that point, I'm like, you know what? No one really has really moved the needle in that aspect, at least through 10 games. I thought, might, like you said, might take a little bit longer. But all of a sudden, uh, the coaching staff came up with the, the nucle- nucleus they wanted and then let the players vote. That is a quote. And oh. we, there was a voting process. If you check out the video on, um, on the Tigers' website, uh, Coach Willie DeJardin mentions uh, you guys made the votes and we tallied, and this is what we came up with. So Owen McNeil who once was a captain with the Bantam U15 AAA Calgary Royals, is now the captain of the Mesnat Tigers. A great kid. Uh, you know, came from Spokane last season, still working his way into as a Tiger. 140-plus games played in the Western Hockey League now, so I think he checks a lot of boxes, but I think I think the best part about him is his supporting cast with the experience they have. Rhett Parsons, I think, was kind of a... I feel he was the true lock of an alternate. I think that's where his perfect role will be that. And one of your 20-year-olds potentially next season, along with McNeil, would lead a long way. Kreb, Andrew Krebs, those are your three regulars. They will have Dallin Malid and Tyler McKenzie alternate A's at home and away. I believe oh, okay. Malid is the home alternate and McKenzie the road alternate as well. So... 
That's coming up. And Dallin Moline with almost 200 games in the Western Hockey League. He's got, he's very well, like I, I mentioned this last week, so well spoken. He's a professional. So I hope that leads to bigger things for him after this season, no matter where he goes as a 20 year old. So, well, he must be making an impact, right? Still, like, newer on the team, and then yeah. they voted to get, give him an A, give him a letter. So he must be making an impact. And I look for your 20 year olds. I look for, do you move the needle? Because at the 20-year-old, you're running out of options. You're running out of places to go. There's only three of you. You have to bring something to the table that nobody else can. Dal Moline's work ethic down low. Leadership checks some boxes. He moves the needle every night. Brendan Lee, the other 20-year-old. Yes. What does he have? A one-timer. He has a great shot. That's moving the needle for him. And now as a 20-year-old, Curtis Smythe, versatile. There's something that you have to move the needle every night. You get leeway when you're 16 to 19, not when you're 20, and that's what Moline has. Yeah. Uh, were there any surprises for you? I, I mean, I've been a big uh, Oasis fan. I, I, uh, I've seen him since the very beginning. Maybe. And I've seen where he is right now, and I've seen him become such a spark in that lineup. I've seen his game change where I went on this podcast early on and I was like, this is a kid who's going to make it all about himself. This is a kid that's going to get us in trouble in a lot of games. And I chewed on those words and I feel like he's evolving and you're seeing him more as a team player. I was a little surprised that they didn't put an A on him. I think he was in he was in the running with the votes and he was definitely carrying an A before that, but the tribe has spoken on that. And I think he will have an alternate next year. I, I truly think now he has... No pressure to bring people in. Like he can lead by example, and I, and I this has got nothing to do with Oasis Wiseblatt, the person. Unbelievable kid, loves lime scooters a lot for some reason. That's really, like, I noticed that we were in the U.S. <laughs> he was always on one, which was great. And no, but all seriousness, he doesn't need a letter to show what kind of player he is. You could again, Kevin Korchinski knows who the heck this guy is from what he did in Seattle. And I think he this will just motivate him that much more. He's been goalless in his last three games. I expect a big weekend from Oasis Weisblatt. Maybe he's mad that he didn't get enough votes. He also wants to get back on the score sheet because he was also admitted from players to watch on the NHL draft. So oh. that's something to me. I looked at a couple of guys with the 04 birthday and Andrew Bash of the 05. Not a single Tiger was on the players to watch list. So <sighs> I think that alone with what happened last year and who you're playing this weekend, former teammates, a team you lost four games to last year, a team that you, you're facing the Victoria Royals on a Saturday that you hope to win too. This is a very motivating weekend for Manhattan. They also haven't yet this season accumulated two wins in a row. So oh, that's true. This yeah. is something that it's another like, – they're all big weekends. We all know this, but – I think this one's a chip on a shoulder weekend, and yeah. I, I like it. I, I love it. Last year was like, uh, you know, we sat there and it was like, if we win, bonus. If not, well, we get it. We we understand what last year was. And I'll always remember Joe Frazier coming on the show, and he said, these guys, at the end of the year, he said, these guys have all summer to figure out what went wrong and to take that and use that as motivation going into next year. I know this is still early, but we're already four wins in, and that's a huge upgrade than what we saw last coming year. Coming in hot. Right? Like, you can tell, you're right, this is a motivating team that looks back on last year and says, we're not going through that again. They're going to be in every game. And I'll say, I I mean, going into last weekend, great start against Red Deer. If they could have kept that momentum throughout the entire game, I think we beat the undefeated Rebels. You're definitely in it in the last five minutes. 
And yeah. then after they got that early goal, it, you could just see the balloon deflate, too, yes. though, right? Red Deer is terrific. Come on, they won last night. They're still undefeated. And that's nothing against the Tigers' effort, which I know in postgame comments, uh, Willie mentioned that, that he loved the way they played. They, they played well. I, how I, that's many a times loss did he say that you can't even year? be mad at, right? Like I think they played well, had a couple couple mistakes, and uh, I, I went away after that game Friday night saying, that's a loss, but it's a win-loss. Yes, well, it's the same sort of game that happened against Winnipeg. It's the exact same model. You were down, you were tied at two after 40 minutes of play. And as I mentioned before, you're down by one shot or you're tied going to the third in the majority of the games you've played this year. That says a lot. Mm -hmm. You start turning those losses into wins eventually. And that's where you hope this team is steered towards and... It's not going to be easy against Saskatoon. Saskatoon's very defensive. They got great goaltending. They're one game back of Winnipeg yeah. for first in the East. Yep. That is not going to be an easy game at all. And I think, but the fact that the style that they play, can the Tigers get behind and get behind the fence? And what happens if you put three past? You're this team can score. We've seen it. I talked to Bobby Fox yesterday, director of player personnel for this team says this team's surprising in the goal scoring department and that's what's throwing a lot of players or a lot of teams off guard. Yeah, no one's expecting it because no. last year uh Lucas Vaykoski was on top of our uh, our our points well after we traded him. He mm-hmm. was still up there. This was a team that wasn't able to score and now we're looking at a team that is scoring early. There's a lot of games that they're coming out within the first 3 minutes and the Tigers are up one, sometimes two nothing. It's about just maintaining that, being up on that lead and then playing defense and mm-hmm. defending that lead. Absolutely. And and Beckett Lanco, maybe one of his best games against uh, a very tired Brandon team. I I don't know if it was his best game of the year against Brandon, but it was what you want him to be. That's exact the carbon footprint of what Beckett Lanco of a goaltender is is what you saw against against the Brandon Wheat Kings. If I see that 9 out of 10 games, the Tigers have a good chance of winning 9 of those. Right. They really do. Um, I did get asked this uh, by a Tigers fan. Excellent. Um, Going into this weekend, will we see Beckett Lankow have a break? No. Are the Tigers going to sit there and keep using Beckett Lankow? Because he's on the verge of being like a Phil Kessel and an Ironman this season. (laughs) You know what? I don't have a true answer. I know I said it post-game when Beckett was on with me and Lance. I said, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll probably see you this weekend in the same form. And he just kind of smiled. I don't think Beckett Lanko is going to play against Saskatoon. That's that's inevitable. That's going to happen. I can tell you he had a maintenance day yesterday for rest. And but again, you're you're playing once a, you're playing twice a week right now. Like next week, this is when it gets interesting. This weekend coming up, and it all again. This goes back to: Do you win on Friday? If you beat Saskatoon on Friday, or even get a point, Evan May might come in, but and he might also come in against Vancouver on Tuesday next week. Mm. I would. I'm going to go out on a whim and say, if the Tigers. Sweep the weekend. Beckett Lanko will win both those games, and maybe Evan May starts against Vancouver on Tuesday before they have that another long stretch of games where they'll be in Calgary on Friday and back here on Saturday. Yeah, I don't. I want to say he's not going to because that's the easy answer. He's going to start every single game, but I think this stretcher. That's why he got a little bit of load management here yesterday. He didn't practice yesterday, so and he wasn't hurt. 
it's he it was maintenance. Yeah. So I think for him. If the Tigers win two in a row, maybe Evan May starts against Victoria. Victoria's two eight or two nine and two now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If you can go out and let's say you You gotta win Friday. Though. If you win Friday night and you beat Saskatoon, which should be a huge W. Oof. You're on cloud nine that after would, that. That'd be the probably the biggest win of the year. I think so. so yeah, far. I agree. Minus I, opening night. <laughs> I, I agree. I think that maybe you do give him the rest on Saturday. You put May in. I don't necessarily think on a short leash because Victoria is two and nine. Again, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you put him in for that, and then maybe Beckett comes back in on the Tuesday against Vancouver. Exactly, and then Calgary's still competing. You looked at what Swift Current and Lethbridge did yesterday; they beat the hell of each other. Swift Current helped the Tigers, which yep. is crazy because you're not going to see Swift till December. They get that regulation win against Lethbridge, so everything's still in kind of everybody's tight. From second to five or second to six in the central, like look at the standings out there right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean you're looking at. I mean Red Deer. You're looking. You're walking right away. Now, yeah, if you're the Tigers. Yeah, Red Deer's walking away with it right now, but in, in the division, anyways. But Lethbridge, Hitman, Tigers, Broncos, all still in it, except all for Edmonton. Let's talk about that trade. I did yes. not expect Edmonton to trade Procrop. I, I, it, well, it was the smart thing to do because they're down so many picks trying to get that. Memorial Cup team, mm-hmm. but wow, to Seattle. Well, and they're conditional picks, right? He hasn't gone there yet. He's not there yet. Remember that. These are conditional firsts and thirds that they've got because Pro Cop's still playing pro right now. Now, if he gets let go and is going to junior, then those picks kick in if he reports, right? They all say conditional first on there. So right now it's a nothing trade. Everybody's like, oh my goodness, Procrops has been traded. Why would they do that? He wasn't there. He hadn't been playing for the Edmonton Oil Kings. For some reason, I thought he was, but yeah, you're no, right. Yeah, no, he's, he's, been in he's, the- up, he's with the Nashville Predators, and that's why there's conditional picks on that. And I do, I'm going to just, everybody settle down for a second. This is more of a Seattle. If, if he comes back, we're getting him because you go Korchinski and Prokop. Whew. Yeah. The West is yours, son. Oh, yeah. They'll make a run for it again, for sure. There, I I said this after the road trip. I I, I got to look a little bit in BC what's out there, but sorry, Seattle's the best team in the U.S. division. Yeah, I don't know the, if your Western your Western Conference champions, the Seattle Thunderbirds. And yeah, you can quote me on that. No, I think you you're can right. take that to the bank. I don't know who really. I mean, maybe Portland. You're going to get a battle between That'll be a Seattle gamer, and, and Portland. But I still think Seattle pulls away. Yeah, I I don't know anyone in the BC early on. I know Kamloops is five and three. Kamloops is. They're not as strong as it they were last year. It doesn't matter, too, for them. Why would you want to wreck yourself against Seattle in a West Final? Yeah. And just say, you know what? That's okay. Well, You still have to beat Winnipeg or Red Deer yeah. to get to where we're already We're already at. there. So, yeah, the, you're right. Kamloops will, will get better, but they necessarily don't have to win. No. And that's about, that's why you host. That's <laughs> That brings up a different thing. Maybe that's for another day. A oh, topic yeah. that we yeah. have. I have a. Well, we have a pretty good topic on our heads that we haven't cracked yet. That I really want to. Just yeah. Because a certain person is playing here for three more years after yeah. this season. Yeah. And we will get to that once we have like a, a, a week where nothing's really going on. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um. Let, let, let's talk more about how we ended last week's podcast because we didn't really get to elaborate on it. We now know when Gavin McKenna, the guy that everyone's been talking about, the guy who. If you go to the Big Marble Go Center when Saha is playing, is packed. 
That's Old unreal. To see right? Gavin McKenna. Well, this week I'm not going home this weekend. So if Saha is playing on Sunday, they do I'm they gonna, play I'm, Sunday? I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. To I'm, I'm going too. All I, right, so I, well, that's a date. It's yeah, a date. We'll be there. I put it in my phone because a buddy of mine went to the the gym and he goes, "I've never seen this many people watch a Saha game," and we know why. Yeah, you're watching your future in front of your hands and in front of your eyes and. What was great, we had the skate with the Tigers on um, Tuesday night, which was a gr- great success. Oh, yeah. There, there were so many kids there. Yeah. It was, it's the first time they've had one since the pandemic. I thought it went over really well. But uh, Gav McKenna just skating out by himself. No one's really noticing. And then slowly you just see, oh, yeah. there are 72. <laughs> Everybody looks back. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Parents have figured out where he is. And, and then it was great. Like everyone goes to It him. was a little bit of a flock at the end, which was great, but that's what we kind of want. And, no, on November the 11th on Remembrance Day, we got some work coming up with that against Moose Jaw. That's going to be a great game. That's going to be a great game. Moose Jaw's another tough team. And they're fifth in the East. That yep. makes no sense to me. Like, no. I, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of people cheering for the Tigers against uh, the Saskatoon Blades this weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know I have that circled on the calendar because if, if you haven't watched this kid play yet, we only have three more chances to do so. Now we know, November 11th, Gavin McKenna going to be in the lineup. And I'll put two more words in your head. Teddy Bear Toss, potentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that usually comes up beginning well, of December. Yeah, for like a, usually a Sunday. I don't know what day. I can't remember what day we are got it scheduled for. I think it's a Sunday game. Yeah. Those Ooh. One, it's a Sunday game, but why not? Have for the teddy bear toss, have Gavin McKenna. Then you're down to two. So, and I, I here's like if I was to sketch and I'm, I'd be like, I'll just kick down Willie's door, be like, listen hey, here, hey, listen here, this do. is what we're going to do <laughs> promotionalize. You're doing this. No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm still afraid of Willie. Um, <laughs> I would do, I would love to see Connor Bedard and Gavin McKenna play against each other because the last, this is the only time it's going to happen. Only time it's going to happen. Yeah. Until potentially. You know what? Let's not put the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah. But I would is, like to see Gavin McKenna versus Connor Bedard. And we only see Connor come here once, right? Twice. Twice? We'll see two Regina Pats because it's the East Division. Mm. So I can't remember the first game against Regina. I, I'm literally going week by week right now, my man. So. I mean, that's all you can do. <laughs> at this job? Yeah. That's yeah. all I do. But you're going to have two cracks at Regina. I think one home game. Against the Regina Pats. And I don't know if Regina's got one of those uh, other network games happening, which I don't want to talk about. Right. That might be your other, maybe your another option if he's in it. So I'm hoping that's what we're going to maybe get. And then after that, you know, ah, love to play against maybe, I don't know, Calgary or something like that. Could even be another Lethbridge one. A Lethbridge one would be good, too. Sunday, February 5th, we would play Regina, so it'd be a Sunday game. Interesting. And then, uh, I believe the next one is Saturday, March 11th. Hmm. Which could be also interesting if Connor Bedard is still a Regina Pat by then. I don't know. It's another chat that we don't get to really have. A lot of people gave me a lot of flack last year because I brought that up when it was me, Lance, and Scott. I said, listen, if Regina stinks this year, why wouldn't you trade this kid? You could literally, and I get the other side. You want a franchise player. Unfortunately, the pandemic wrecked a lot of things. We all know that. It wrecked. 
it wrecked everybody's lives. We know it. We, I, I don't care. Tigers so I, would be champs if it wasn't for a pandemic. I truly believe the yes. Tigers had the best team when they stopped that season. Yes, right before the playoffs. That's what I. The consensus was here too that they were going to be at least competing for another Western Hockey League championship. And if you're the Regina Pats and you can still sell 98 Bedard jerseys when he's yeah. traded. Yeah. Hello, marketing. You have them in stock. I'm surprised, like, if you want to build your franchise for the next three years with either draft cap, if you still want to be bad and take every first rounder that the Kamloops Blazers, the Seattle Thunderbirds, the Red Deer Rebels ever have again, make a trade. Yeah. And I don't. I I understand ownership would love to have Connor Bedard till the end of the season. For what? You honor him. You retire his jersey. Yeah, he's still that. part of the team. I mean, for he's the, a Regina Pat. He's not going to be whatever he goes no, to. No, but I traded. mean, for the people that sit there and is like, well, you know, when he gets drafted, you want to hear them say selected by the Regina Pats. Blah, 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 blah. I couldn't tell you, and maybe this is me being ignorant, but I couldn't tell you where McDavid played before. I can, but that's because I'm a nerd. He was an Erie Otter. Oh, okay. But do you? But is it that? Do you important? say the former Erie Otter, Connor, Connor McDavid? No, no, not really. Unless I mean, you're Peter Labardis, you might say it once in a while. That's about it. I get if you're a Regina Pats fan, you'd be pissed at it. But what you get in return for a Connor Bedard would help you for the next potentially three years. You know what? Five if you do it right. Yeah. If you do it right. If you do it right. I digress. <laughs> uh, it would be something. Uh, before we wrap up, wh- what do you expect for this weekend as we get set for uh, Saskatoon, Victoria? I- I'm going to go on a limb. I think they can win both of these. I think they're going to squeak by Saskatoon, and I think they're going to beat the holy hell out of Victoria. And I, of course, I the play-by-play guy has to make predictions. That's a terrible. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to do. It's a terrible <laughs> thing to do. Should I? I think there's the opportunity. Like you've been so close a couple times, you're building to something. Bam, smack to the loss. Yes. Get to another spot. You dummy Tri-City, smack. Yep. Spokane. You, you try to bounce back against Red Deer. Whack. Yep. It didn't happen. You beat Brandon on a four and five. Now this team has to say, everybody's rested. Saskatoon hasn't played anybody coming into this game. It's You know what? That's a 3-2 game right yeah. now. Like I, I've been looking on that. I just, will it be enough? Like We'll see. I... There's a lot of opportunity here, and it's a squeaker. And I believe that just like I said against Red Deer, we could at least get a point out of this. Yeah, that's I. I wouldn't disagree with you on that. I think Friday, and I really hope Friday night's rocking. I really hope Tiger fans, if you have not made it out to a game yet, come on, watch this team. This is a completely different team than last year. You're not going to get your heart broken. These kids are putting everything out there. They're doing hits, great shots, great opportunities, great goals. It has been a lot of fun. And mind you, I've only been to one game, and I was hooked. Watching them against the Red Deer Rebels because I thought they played very well. That was a great game. Yeah, like uh, you look at if you're like a hockey scout, you're frothing at the mouth for at least forty minutes. Like, okay, Steve Conowalchuk versus Willie Desjardins, two of the best coaches in the Western Hockey League. Yep, going toe to toe. That was strategy at its finest. I love. Yes, it. I thought it was great, and I thought Caden Friday night looked very good. Yes, like uh, that kid's gonna be something. Mm-hmm. He's. I can't wait to see what he does next. To be honest, he's yeah. he's always positioned just right. He he knows how to kind of quarterback uh, a play, and it's just it was phenomenal to watch. He's also sixteen. He's sixteen. <laughs> this kid, Mercik. You got Shane Smith, and you got Gavin McKenna on the rise. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> I mean, what? 
this kid, this team. It's good. It's fun. I like this is like when you talk about tanking for for Bedard, like the Tigers didn't tank. It just happened that way. Yeah. If you here's some homework for Tiger fans. Go on, I believe Hockey DB or Early Prospects. Look up the this most previous WHL prospects draft. Look past Gavin McKenna, Hayden Hersani, Carter, uh, Peranich. They're now and guess guess what? They're all the big marble go center this weekend. Oh wow! Most of them. So just look at their draft class this year. Yeah, and then click on their stats just from afar. Well, I mean, if you look at the last time uh, Gavin played at the Big Marble Goat Center, I believe four goals, four assists. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That yeah, that's just right. okay. That does all right. I hey, November eleventh, Remembrance Day. Cir- circle it. Be it's there exciting. and be there this weekend, Gino. As always, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. By South Country Co-op. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. <laughs>